Good morning. Welcome to Earthmakers, Queering Spiritual Care. My name is Joey. My pronouns are she, her, hers. I am a transgender woman, a storyteller, a clinical chaplain, and the grateful creator and host of this spiritual care podcast from the LGBTQIA plus perspective. Even though this podcast is made through a queer and transgender lens, it is for every human, no matter your beliefs or non-beliefs, traditions or practices. Make a cup of tea, pull out the nail polish, take a deep breath, settle in. This space is for you. Hey everybody, I'm going to get back to um, normal format and advertisements and things like that once I can get my normal equipment, recording equipment back. Um, I currently don't have use of that because it's at the house that I own with my ex and I'm staying in an apartment where I do not have my equipment, so I'm just doing this uh, in a very minimalist style. That being said, I would like to advertise for a particular podcast. One thing that I have treasured over the past few months has been advertising for podcasts that I consider to be quality, quality spiritual work. And today I want to recognize a podcast called The Life She Wrote, and it is a podcast created and hosted by the great Emily Torres. Emily is an ex-evangelical. That would be an ex-evangelical. And if you're someone who identifies with having had an evangelical upbringing and maybe experiencing some spiritual abuse, some spiritual manipulation, some trauma, and you're tired and worn out and sad and not necessarily clear how to take next steps, the Life She Wrote podcast exists for us to gather in a safe space and heal. Emily is, by her very nature, an earth maker. She makes space for people to show up and receive what they need for healing for life's wounds. Emily is also a dear friend and someone that I admire more than most human beings. Um, she's uh, she's a, a fucking rock star, in my opinion. Um, and. I connect deeply on a soul level with Emily and with her work because um, I grew up an evangelical poster child, the grandson at the time of a uh, respected white cishet male pastor who was supposed to carry the mantle and become the next white cishet male pastor. And I wound up being white trans, queer, and a pastor still, but not that kind of pastor, not even remotely. The Life She Wrote podcast makes space for me. It doesn't just make space for the changes I've already experienced. It makes space for me, 
as I am, including all of my wounds that haven't healed yet. And maybe there are wounds buried deep down in there that I haven't even addressed yet. Emily's episodes about purity culture are stunning in their depth and breadth. Emily's voice is necessary and important and vital. So check out the Life She Wrote podcasts wherever podcasts can be found and the Life She Wrote blog online and follow Emily on Twitter at the Life She Wrote. So today we are sitting here with our coffee and we're talking about pride. So first of all, happy pride to all of you little queer babies out there. Um, I'm so happy that you're here and happy pride to anybody listening to the podcast today. Um, You are loved and worthy. You are enough exactly as you are, no matter who you are or what you believe or don't believe. You are enough. And so happy pride to you because the theme behind the LGBTQIA pride is that you are enough and that you don't need to add something or subtract something to suddenly be acceptable and worthy of fucking approval. That's what pride is about, right? Well, I wanted to talk about this word pride today because there's been some um, debate, which I'm sure doesn't shock anybody, um, about pride. And uh, hold on just a minute. I'm going to pull up some info about pride on my little computer here. Okay. So, um, so the, um, the word pride and proud come from the Latin uh, prodessa, which is to be of value, and old French prude, which means valiant, and the old English prude, or prude, which is where we get uh, proud, um, which actually, the word proud was first used in an English phrase, proud flesh, which dates back to late Middle English, and... um, So there's lots of stuff wrapped up in this word pride, right? Well, the current evangelical Christian subculture um, is on the warpath. The warpath, they've always been on a bit of a warpath, but they've not gained as much power, at least as evidently, um, until our former president stepped up to the plate and 
made space for them to have a microphone. And all kinds of heinous and insidious acts began to unfold. We thought that was bad. When our country decided that they had basically had enough of Donald Trump and his administration, we elected Joe Biden and Kamala Harris as our president and vice president. And um, they are doing an exceptionally better job, of course, which is no surprise, than Donald and Mike and their whole team of jesters. Um, They're not perfect, certainly. Uh, Biden and Harris and the administration are not perfect. They do and say things that grieve my heart some days. Uh, But I expect that with American politicians, frankly. But now that there's been a change in hand, there's this new warpath, which is being blazed by names of people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, who are leading the charge against any possible quote-unquote liberal, progressive, Antifa agenda, or whatever the fuck, right? We queers are very used to hearing this kind of horse shit regularly. And maybe you're tired of it like I am. Maybe you're just already just like, come on, what the fuck? But like, I'm telling you now, because of humanity's obsession with fear, worshiping at the altar of fear, especially in this country, we are going to keep running into these walls and divisions and wars and infighting until the cows come home. And to be perfectly frank, the people that pay the price the most, the people that do the most fighting, to be perfectly honest, in places of power anyways, are white, cis, straight people, typically associated with some kind of Christian spiritual tradition. And the people who pay the price, who suffer the most because of the war of the whites in power, are BIPOC folks, black indigenous people of color, Latinx folks, and LGBTQIA plus folks and women and children and the differently and disabled and the elders. And I could go on and on and on. And, uh, people who identify as fat, (laughs) right? We suffer because of their war. We are the innocents in the line of fire, getting caught in the fucking crosshairs. And the new weapon that's being waged is uh, by delightful human beings like Tucker fucking... Carlson, or fucker Carlson, as my brother and I like to refer to him as. (laughs) I'm sorry, sometimes I'm a little petty. That shouldn't be shocking, given the fact that I am um, a trans queen, and we queens are uh, a little catty sometimes. Um, 
Fucker Carlson, or Tucker Carlson, as he's actually called, is, um, along with the help of Marjorie Taylor Greene and a lot of other people in power, are trying to get this debate going about this word pride. Well, this isn't... Pride is actually really bad. Like, why would you ever engage in any prideful activities? Why would you connect to this word. Look at that, it's proving our point. Lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, questioning, intersex, asexual folks, pansexual, demisexual, sapiosexual folks are just proud, prideful, arrogant. And we've been saying this from the beginning and now they're just fucking proving our point by running around with their kink fetishes out in public and their leather and their skimpy underwear and their boas and their fucking rainbows and their pink buses and their making out in the public square. First of all, I'm like, hell yes. (laughs) First of all, I'm just like, well, that just sounds awesome. I mean... Where and when is it happening and how can I get there? Um, But it's important for us to take a moment and acknowledge the power of this word pride and what we're actually talking about. Because pride is a spiritual matter. We cannot divorce it from spirituality. There are many spiritual traditions in the world and throughout history and throughout culture that have had something to say in their sacred texts about this word. Pride comes before a fall. The greatest sin of... uh, the, the devil, the proposed antagonist of the Hebrew and Christian scriptures is pride. I could hotly debate that point all day, but that's an episode for another day. <clears throat> so what do we mean when we say that this is Pride Month? There are a couple different kinds of pride. The pride we're talking about in the queer community is a pride that is an unconditional, positive regard and love and admiration. It's what we feel toward our child or our niece or nephew when they finally take their first steps, ride their bike for the first time, get that special scholarship at school. These are the moments where we connect on a deep, spiritual, powerful level of love and care and empathy and sight 
with our loved ones. Pride in that regard is a point of uh, great spiritual health and power. Remember, as we talk about all the time on this podcast, spirituality is the connection that we have with ourselves, others, and some kind of higher power. And every moment is a moment and an opportunity to either strengthen or weaken the quality of those connections. We're strengthening the quality of connection when we show pride and express pride for our loved ones. Then there is a pride that is born out of not an unconditional positive regard, but a conditional positive regard. It's typically rooted in some kind of low self-esteem and shame. That kind of pride, what we would call arrogance, is built on this lie that we are not enough. We literally, the the most arrogant people that we know are people who actually at their core believe somewhere deep in there that they are not actually enough or good enough as they are. And so they need to perform, act out, draw attention to themselves in such a way that they get the attention and get the power because they have the attention. And when they have the attention, they have the power. When they have the power, maybe that will boost their fucking self-esteem. This is the story of Donald Trump and his presidency and his entire life. So there's different kinds of pride. And sadly speaking, the Tucker Carlson's of the world and the Marjorie Taylor Greens of the world cannot see nuance. And they hedge all of their bets and project all of their energy onto one word and one meaning of one word. And we don't stop and ask what's the history of the word, what's the context of the word, what are the roots, what does it mean, what do we mean when we say it. The same goes for words like gender. The same goes for words like God, right? Oh, man, I could go on. This is just fucking frustrating. Maybe you feel a little of the frustration today, too. I've had this conversation with people before, and the response sometimes has been, well, I still think that there's a lot of arrogance happening in the LGBTQ community. And my response to that is essentially, well, sure. There are probably, I have known some very arrogant queens in my day. Um, Yes, sometimes arrogance is a default response and it's a default response because we're trying to fucking protect ourselves. Okay? If a family was out in the woods 
and it was a single mom with her children, and they were camping at night. Would you blame the mom if wolves surrounded the camp constantly seeking to devour her children and she rose up and intimidated the wolves by shouting and screaming and making herself look larger than she is and waving a gun and firing a gun. Would you blame her for that display? No. There's a kind of arrogance inherent in that action, but that's essentially what we're, we are doing as queer folks and trans folks when, if we ever come across as arrogant, first of all, I'm sorry if it is harmful in some way or if it wounds connection in some way, but please get this through your fucking head. We are vulnerable and worn out and traumatized survivors of rampant, rampant, inexcusable, unconscionable levels of abuse on every fucking level. We're talking sexual abuse, physical abuse, verbal and emotional abuse. We're talking spiritual abuse on every conceivable level. And so when we see cishet people in power shouting on Fox News with a microphone. First of all, we need to ask ourselves who gave them the fucking microphone, but that's a whole other conversation. We rise up because we either rise up or we hide in the tent with our children and hope that we don't get fucking devoured by the wolves. So if we're a little bit bitchy sometimes, if we act like asses sometimes, if we ignore you when you call out to us on the sidewalk and you think that we're just rude, that trans people are rude and selfish and standoffish and cagey, well, let me just tell you something. We're fucking scared and anxious And we're not assholes. We're not assholes. We are not. And sometimes we might appear like assholes because we're scared. And that's what fear does to people. And we did not manifest or manufacture this fear, beloveds. We did not do that. It was done to us. And I also want to make sure that I'm very clear. There is a difference between confidence and arrogance. Arrogance is born of low self-esteem and is a very particular and conditional positive regard. And it is a very uh, negative version, harmful, harmful incarnation of Pride. The kind of pride that we're talking about is confidence. It's a confidence that is born out of a belief that we are actually good enough exactly as we are, that we don't need to change 
add or subtract anything from what we know is true at our core, that we are queer, that we are trans, that we are non-binary, genderqueer, genderfluid, whatever the fuck. We are enough exactly as we are. We are enough exactly. We are enough exactly as we are. And as I say this this morning, I'm shaking and I'm... Because I can feel it in my bones. I can feel it in my very guts. And I know that you can too. I know you can feel it. (laughs) We're feeling it together. This is why Pride Month exists. Thank Goddess for that. We gather, we do crazy wild shit for a month, right? So what? So what? It's no big deal. And at the same time, it's a huge fucking deal. It's a huge fucking deal to be queer in this world. And to be trans in this world and to be open about it. It's a huge fucking deal. And yes, I'm aware that I have said the F word more in this episode than I have in previous episodes. And that's really saying something. One thing I noticed when I returned to the podcast a couple weeks ago is that I have what I would call a fire in my belly. It's what the Old Testament prophets had. I've got to speak it. I've got to speak from that fire. Sometimes we don't speak from the fire because we're scared that we will burn somebody and or burn ourselves and out of a place of self-preservation we preservation we say nothing or we lie or we omit or we avoid. These lying, omitting and avoiding are actually very helpful survival skills sometimes, right? So let's not beat ourselves too up too badly for those things. But I'm telling you now, if you've got that fire in your belly, no matter how introverted or quiet you may think you are, no matter how, quote, damaged, unquote, you may think you are, if you've got that fire in your belly, it's time to speak from that fire. Because if you don't, Something worse can happen than burning yourself or others. Yes, you may burn somebody. Yes, you may burn yourself when you speak from that fire and you are the queer, trans, mighty, queer, trans, gorgeous-ass dragon that you are, belching fire and brimstone. You might burn somebody, yes. You might burn yourself, yes. And, and sometimes when we speak the truth and we speak from the source of truth, We burn fucking people because those people get too close and don't fucking listen to our warnings. 
And sometimes, yes, we get excluded and we can't get job interviews and we, we end up divorced. Some of us end up homeless. We struggle with depression and anxiety and bipolar disorder and CPTSD and nightmares and all kinds of other shit, right? We, we, we know what it's like to get burned and we know what it's like to feel like we've burned somebody else and we might have some shame for that. But there is something worse that will happen if we don't speak from this fire. <clears throat> if we keep it trapped inside dear cherubs, dear earth makers, if we keep that fire trapped inside, it will go out like a puff of smoke and evaporate. Yes, there's chances that the fire can be rekindled and we can experience all kinds of awesome things, right? I have a friend who I will call Rebecca. Rebecca and I have been through a lot together and I am a huge fan of Rebecca. Rebecca is... Uh, so there are, there are women in my life that I am, like, I'm the super fan of these women. And Rebecca is one of those women. I am just a fucking major super fan for Rebecca. Rebecca and I both have suffered from eating disorders. Um... And I've been in recovery for eating disorders for quite some time now. We've both been on the brink of death before. We've suffered with extraordinary mental health issues before. And Rebecca began to notice something about herself. Not until she was in her 40s. That she was, in fact, attracted to women. But she'd been married to a man for many years and she had four children, including adult children. And she was a, an accomplished medical professional in her field. And she had a good house, a good husband, a good family daughter of a pastor, felt like her life was pretty set. But she realized that she was attracted to women and that she couldn't ignore it. And so in the midst of her eating disorder recovery, she decided to come out. She did this very brave thing and she came out to her husband as bisexual and came out to me and to others of us who were in support group with her as bisexual. <clears throat> and What followed, she had hoped, would be some kind of liberation. They had agreed on an open marriage. She was dating women while also staying married to her husband, and the husband was free to date women while staying married to her. But it didn't quite work out the way that they had hoped, and part, partly because Rebecca is... not bisexual.
Some people are. Many people are. And uh, by erasure, we got no room for that on this podcast. So for all of my bisexual babies who in cherubs who are listening to this today, I love you. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad we're all part of this team together. We need you. You make us better. I have many bisexual friends who I absolutely fucking adore. But Rebecca was not bisexual, just like I wasn't non-binary, right? And she was choosing to live in that space because it felt like the safest space at the time. But somewhere deep inside of her, there was this voice that was reminding her, this isn't actually true. And the fire, the fire in her belly was starting to go out. Maybe it went out entirely. Regardless, at some point, actually on the very same day, uh, which is really odd um, and spiritually kind of freaky and cool, Rebecca and I announced to our spouses that we were going to make some changes. Rebecca came out as lesbian, as full-blown gay to her husband and children. And I came out as she a transgender woman, not a transgender non-binary person. And this cost us our marriages. But we but it, while it cost us our marriages, it gained us something powerful and healing, and it was the heat of that fire rekindled my loves it was rekindled (laughs) and that's so cool and now you know Rebecca and I both are speaking from a place of fire in our belly we're doing things we never thought were possible I'm setting healthy boundaries out loud for the first time in my fucking life and yes I talk a good game about boundaries on this podcast because I'm a spiritual counselor and I know how to speak the language, but I've never been good at it. And I'm still not great at it, but I'm doing it. I'm doing it because I'm speaking from the place of fire in my belly. And she's doing the same. She went to her parents and told them all of this kind of shaming rhetoric that you're using for me in the midst of my divorce and my gayness It just doesn't work for me. And you don't have any clue what you're talking about. And she put them in their place. And it feels, whether you like it or not, it feels fucking amazing to put cis straight people in their place. I have tried to do so with my parents, but it's been challenging. So, my encouragement to you today, sweet, sweet, queer and trans beloveds, is that you will speak from the fire in your belly. That you will speak from the fire. 
don't wait to speak from the fire. And if you need help speaking from the fire, if you feel like I can't do this on my own, ask somebody for help. Whether a friend, a loved one, somebody who knows you dearly, a therapist, counselor type person, maybe a spiritual counselor or advisor like me or your local clergy person. If you need help speaking from the fire and you don't know where to even start, please email me at earthmakerspod at gmail.com or you can find me on Twitter at earthmakerspod. These are the places where you can find and interact with me. My DMs are open to you at earthmakerspod and my email is open to you if you have any questions comments or concerns okay because you do not have to do this pride month alone and you do not have to do this fabulous gay queer trans life alone ever 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 and i'm telling you now i have a friend who i'm currently living with a friend that i will call e and e opened their door to me as a trans, non-binary angel. And I'm currently staying with E in this apartment in St. Paul. And I could be doing so much worse because I have dear, dear, beloved trans friends from my college days, one of my best friends from my college days, who is in the streets, who has no home, and this is the common thing. And most of us don't know if she is alive or dead. And so, Perrin, I I don't know if you're alive. (laughs) I don't know if you're dead somewhere because it's dangerous out there for us trans girls. But Perrin, I miss you. And if you happen to be listening to this, please contact me because I want to make sure that you're safe and okay and that I don't have to assume the worst. I love you, Perrin. And to all of you listening, I love you. My invitation to you today is that you practice speaking from the fire because it is worth it. And yes, sometimes it's worth it to burn yourself or others. And the metaphor or analogy that I like to use is of uh, welding. Welding is a joining together using heat, right? And melting. If you burn somebody, you know, here we talk about damaging connections, harming connections, weakening and obstructing connections and how that's problematic in the spiritual life, in the healthy spiritual life, right? So when I say sometimes you're, if you speak from the fire in your belly, you might burn somebody, somebody might get hurt. You might think, well, Joey, that sounds like harm and something that could be 
avoided. Well, sometimes speaking from the fire can't be avoided. And so instead, we use a different analogy. You're not burning shit down. You're welding. It might hurt because there's lots of heat involved and lots of melting and changing form and shape. But it is a fire that ultimately refines. It is a fire that is used by the blacksmith and the steelsmith. It's that kind of fire. And if the cis-het people and cis-queer people in our lives cannot hear us and are burned by our fire, maybe it will refine them and it will join us together in a way that we never thought possible. But if we don't speak from our fire, beloveds, we'll never know. And we might die with smoldering ashes in our belly. Unresolved. Unchanged. In a grave. A grave dug and built on lies, deceit, and ultimately people pleasing and the fire does not please everybody all we can hope is that one day that fire will stop harming and generate just enough warmth and heat so that people can warm their hands by our fire and smile at us on a cold dark night as we tell stories as we tell stories around your fire, beloved. Because that's what we're going to fucking do. We're going to tell stories around your fire. <laughs> we're going to tell stories around your fire. Oh, God, that's good shit. That's really good shit. Okay, I should probably stop now because I'm, I'm really launched into preaching mode today. Sometimes I have to remind myself that, yes, once upon a time, I was a, an actual preacher in the pulpit, and I was pretty damn good at it, and it, uh, I, ha I am a, a preacher in, by nature, and it's, uh, it keeps showing itself in my life. So here I'm preaching a new gospel, a new good news, and it's the gospel of and forged by that fire. So speak from the fire. Speak from the fire. And if you're scared, let me know. Let someone know and we will walk with you as you speak from your fire. Okay? You will not regret it, even if it hurts sometimes. I love you. You are enough exactly as you are. Happy Pride. You are fucking fabulous. Take good care of you, you today. And I will see you next week.